And uh, Dr. Ellis is one of those doctors and uh, that I can say that he is moved by what is best for his patients. He is about, he's one of those doctors, he's moved by what's best for my patients. And so because of that reason, there's a trust with him that I know that he will give us the, uh, uh, the best answer and the, and the best response knowledgeably about this vaccine uh, that we're talking about and that everybody's really buzzing about. So keep sharing, keep asking people to be a part of this. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, bring in my, my, uh, uh, my guest tonight, Dr. Daryl Ellis. If you're out there, Dr. Ellis, hello, Dr. Outley. Uh, uh, I also see, uh, who is that out there? Mother Kenny. Thank you all for coming on. Everyone that comes on, if you can just share and tag with 10 people, share and tag with 10 people to let them know that the show has started and that we are here now ready to address some of the things that we have all been buzzing about when it comes down to this COVID vaccine. Uh, so go ahead and, uh, Dr. Ellis, if you are there, uh, if you will go ahead and uh, ask to join and we will bring you on. He says, I'm on and I don't know how to get in. Okay. Do me a favor. And there is a button that's asked you, uh, would you like to join? And you can just press that button to ask to join in. And, uh, what I may do is have my IT team to go in the back maybe and give you a call and and uh, get you set up in here. Go ahead and see if there's a, do a plus, you know, add a, go down. Yeah, go down there where it says plus. No. Where the faces, where that little, uh, oh, this way, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. And uh, he's on, but uh, it's not showing up in my viewers. Okay, we'll just give Dr. Ellis a couple more minutes. Um, uh, honey, you, could, you might want to give him a call and find out exactly what it is that he needs to to do. But in the meantime, all I thank you all for joining us tonight. Uh, like I said, if you have questions, um, and you are not sure, like even if you have already taken the, the vaccine, this is a good opportunity for you to hear information about what you have taken. And then if you haven't taken the vaccine, then this will be a good time for you to hear more information because some people have already um, been out and done their research or, or, or went out and tried to find um, information on this vaccine and um, this COVID-19 and the devastation that it's causing. Um, but what we haven't, uh, we can never be uh, too educated or something. We, we, we would definitely need to uh, make sure that we have all of the information that we can gather, especially when it comes down to um, uh, giving us the correct information because we have a lot of information out here, but what happened is that we have information that sometimes doesn't line up, uh, medically. It's, 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 it's a lot of rumors. And it's a lot of, uh, uh, not so much truth to it. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to dispel the lies, the myths, and the rumors, uh, of the COVID-19 vaccine. And, uh, we're still trying to work patiently to, uh, to get Dr. Ellis in. He is, uh, on standby and, uh, thank you, Dr. Ellis for your patience. Send right there. Yes. And, uh, basically Dr. Ellis, all you have to do is just request to join. There's a button, um, at the bottom of the, uh, the feed that that says it's like a little a little person a little man or something like that you got it twisted a little bit honey yeah and uh it will it and then i can just bring you on there we go there we go press the the little man down there with the red uh, yeah yep except that and uh, he's being added now while he's waiting. 
Um, I just want to give him thanks for coming and taking out of his time um, to join us. Um, I thank him for, you know, he is a community activist. He's one that gives of himself and of his time. And here is just another example of him um, showing that he is um, willing to give of himself to help us to be educated in things. And um, I thank you for that, Dr. Ellis, in advance. Uh, I saw the request say approve, Lenny. Yeah. Yeah. Thank y'all for your patience. Oh, we got him. Hey, how y'all doing? We're doing well, sir. Thank you. I was uh, just giving you kudos for uh, once again, uh, commitment to the community. Um, one that's always willing to give up yourself. You don't have to do this. You know, you have a um, your, your, your own practice and your business, your own family, uh, and you don't have to uh, give up your personal Sunday evening to come and talk to us about uh, this thing that we're all battling with and that we're all dealing with. And so I say thank you for joining us tonight. My pleasure, absolutely. It's um, an important topic and uh, something I've become very, very passionate about uh, just because, you know, it lines up with his word. His word says that our people perish for a lack of knowledge. And there's so much misinformation being spread around out there now that has invoked fear in the hearts of so many people. And based on that fear, people are making decisions that I think are not necessarily lined up with what's best for them and certainly right. not what's best for our community. Uh, right. you know, I always say any, any decision you make out of fear is generally the wrong decision. That's absolutely true. I'm going to ask you just if you could, I don't know, you turn your phone or your device and it caused you to be upside down to us. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I think you're maybe trying to get out of the glare, but I can see you very clearly. Um, but yes, I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> sir? Am I back up right side up? You're back up right. Yes, sir. Right. <laughs> and I, I, I did want to say that, um, um, can you give us some history about you, um, uh, your, your history as far as your uh, your time as a doctor, your, can you give us some, something on that so people will know who they're talking to? Absolutely. I'm from New York originally. Um, went to undergraduate and medical school at the University of California in San Diego and then did a one-year internal medicine internship in Albany, New York, followed by about six months of emergency medicine residency training before coming down to Columbus, Georgia, where I uh, did uh, family practice residency program graduated mm -hmm. in 94 and have been in practice in Phoenix City since then uh, so we've been we've been at it for a while now <laughs> you have and and that's what I was trying to let our audience know uh, because like you said there's so much information out there there's so many people with an opinion about this whole process that we're all going through and uh, that it we have to have people invoked into this thing that have some medical understanding and knowledge Absolutely. And so I thank you for coming on for this. I just slipped me a little note here. Uh, okay, it's okay. I'm good with that. Um, so just to get on to it, can you go and talk to us about what actually COVID-19 is? Let's get that out there. Yeah. What is COVID-19? COVID-19 is a variant that occurred in 2019, or at least was discovered in 2019, of a family of viruses that have been around for generations called coronaviruses. Uh, we had a SARS uh, epidemic back in 2013, um, right. a strain of a coronavirus with, with Southeast or South American Respiratory uh, Syndrome, or SARS, mm -hmm. what we called it. Um, and actually, the vaccines or the vaccine technology that they're using now for COVID-19 first originated then. So it's something that's actually been in process, been in development for about 17 years prior to COVID-19 striking. You know, a lot of people, a lot of what I've heard in my practice and on, you know, on the street uh, is that people don't trust this vaccine because it came about too fast. Well, the fact is that, that it hasn't. It's something that they've been developing for 17 years. And because it was already in development, 
when COVID-19 came, which is again, a new strain of an old virus, they already had the technology in place and they just needed to tweak it specifically for this strain of that coronavirus family. Uh, so yeah. within nine months, they were able to not only get it uh, proper for this particular uh, viral strain, but be able to mass produce it based upon the fact that they were preparing for this for a while in advance of the pandemic actually starting. Wow. And so you have educated me already because that's what was in my thought pattern is that this was all brand new. And then all of a sudden they have this brand new uh, medication or this vaccine uh, just within the last nine months that will help us. And, uh, and now I'm finding out that this is just an ongoing um, part of a research that's been happening for 17 years. You said 17 years? Yeah, started in 2013. See? Education is all is everything. Is this similar to uh, how the flu uh, viruses as well? Like we have different strands of flu and things of that nature. Is this in the same line uh, as that when it comes down to uh, vaccines? It's very similar, very similar. And indeed, that's why at this point, with our knowledge of influenza, they recommend that you get a yearly vaccination because there's an evolution when it comes to viruses in general. Viruses survive by mutating so that they can continue to infect new hosts. Without a host, there's no survival of the viral strain. So each and every year, we actually go, or researchers go to Southeast Asia and China to see what new strain of influenza has developed because all of the of influenza is occurring in the East nine months to a year ahead of it getting to the United States and the Western Hemisphere. And it's during that window wow. of time they develop the yearly vaccine for influenza because they see what strain. And the same kind of thing with COVID-19. Now, once Is the problem with COVID-19 was that when it started in Wuhan, at least what we're being told, is that mm. the government in China suppressed that information. Um, so we did not have the opportunity to get the knowledge to understand the virus in advance of it arriving in this country. So we didn't have a vaccine that was prepared, unlike what we had have for influenza, because that knowledge is common knowledge. When right, new right. Oh, we're over there and we, we see it, we identify it, we synthesize the appropriate uh, antibody uh, reaction to it, and that develops the new vaccine. This one got on top of us before we had a chance to do that. And that's how it got so dangerous so quickly in this country. Now, that's number one piece. The other piece right. to why it became so dangerous is that this particular strain of coronavirus is extremely infectious. And not only is it extremely right. infectious, it's very, very, very uh, what we call um, uh, dangerous with respect to how it causes illness. It attacks particular cells in the respiratory tract that, that elicit a very aggressive inflammatory response in the lungs. So you can go from feeling mm -hmm. moderate, moderately ill to being deathly ill within a matter of hours, which is what really caught us off guard when it first hit. We didn't have right. treatment modalities. We had no vaccine. And all of a sudden, all of these patients started showing up at hospitals across this country, going from I've got a fever and a cough to having oxygen saturations in the 60s and requiring ventilatory support. And wow. we, we had no way of knowing how to handle this thing, which then led to the healthcare system becoming overwhelmed. And it was just a, a cascade of events that led to a real disaster in this country and uh, a number of deaths that, you know, could very well have been prevented. Prevented, uh, and that's really uh, negligent on the part of uh, our Eastern brothers, uh, so to say. Uh, we could have had uh, an opportunity to be uh, at least on the defense of this thing if had information been put out. Correct. That also dispels to me um, that this theory that's going out and about, you know, you've heard it all, I'm sure, as, uh, as a doctor, You've heard it all that this is a man-made uh, virus. What could you elaborate on that? 
Well, I can't, and the reason why I can't is because, you know, the virus itself is not man-made. Again, it's been around for generations. Um, if when this thing first came out, if you looked on the back of the Lysol bottle, it shows that it's active against coronavirus. Uh, yeah. So not a new virus. It's not something that they cooked up in a laboratory. Now, the question is, and the possibility exists, can you weaponize a viral infection? And the answer, of course, is yes. That's technology that has been used for generations right. in of trying to develop um, biologic weapons to disable your enemies so that you can then take advantage of that opportunity. Now, I can't say whether or not COVID-19 itself is one of those um, um, biologic weapons that was cooked up in a laboratory and then escaped, or whether it was a natural um, uh, variation of an already existing virus. I don't have that information. Okay, you okay. Know? But from, from my perspective, regardless of where it came from, it's here. And right. because it's here, we need to be diligent to do everything that we can, number one, to keep ourselves healthy, and then number two, to be responsible enough to take some kind of um, position of authority and leadership to try and keep the people around us as healthy as we possibly can. You know, one of the things that we do hear a lot about, uh, both in the news and, and then, you know, in the community here is that because the government is pushing this thing so hard, I'm not going to do it because I don't trust the government. Well, mm -hmm. the government pushes a lot of things on us that we comply with. You don't go too much over the speed limit unless you want to pay the penalty of going over the speed limit. You know, when uh, if you were to, by chance, catch other, certain other diseases, if you catch tuberculosis and mm -hmm. you refuse to go get treatment for tuberculosis because it now becomes a possible uh, community hazard, you can be in prison for that. That's and right. That's that medication because of how devastating tuberculosis was at one point in the history of this country. You know, there are a lot of things that the government does that I don't necessarily agree with. But when it comes to public health and public safety, you know, I think that with a, uh, for, for lack of a better way of putting it, a um, objective eye, you need to weigh whether this is something that's being done for your own good or whether this is something that's being done to try and keep you from being the best person that you can be or being the right. best community that you can be. And if they're doing something to try and help keep us alive, how can you interpret that as being anything other than the right thing to do? You right. know, right. you need to, uh, the people who, who question whether or not this is a real uh, pandemic or whether this is um, something that was, has been engineered for political gain or uh, one party versus another, you need to spend some time and walk through one of these intensive care units with me and see what it looks like to see somebody drown on their own secretions and gasp for air. And what we're seeing now is nearly 100%, 99% of people who are now being hospitalized and requiring intensive care unit level treatment are all unvaccinated. I, I had to ask a question in there, just just because that you brought those statistics up, because there's another rumor out there that says that most of the people now, not just the rumor, most of the people now that are now hospitalized and 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 suffering in uh, this thing is people who have been vaccinated, that they are actually spreading the Delta variants uh, to others. That's not true. They're, the Delta variant is different, and the Delta variant is different, number one. The only reason why the Delta variant is here is because too many people didn't get vaccinated, which allowed the virus to stick around. We had a window of opportunity to get this thing in the box. People didn't take advantage of that opportunity. And the longer a virus sticks around, the greater opportunity is for it to mutate to a form that we can't deal with. And Delta is a manifestation of that. That's number one. Number two. The vaccine was never designed, ever designed, and no one who is telling you the truth would tell you that if you're vaccinated, you can't catch COVID-19. Mm -hmm. You absolutely can still be infected. However, in a large proportion of original or what we call native COVID-19 viral cases, mm -hmm. 95 to 98 percent of the time, if you've been fully vaccinated and you get infected, 
you won't get sick. That's what the vaccine does. It prevents the virus from getting into your cells and actually calling, causing illness. And I'll break down exactly the mechanism by which it does that in just a minute. Okay. Since this thing's been allowed to hang around for a while, and now this Delta variant is upon us, mm-hmm. it has, it's much more infectious than the original COVID-19 virus. So it spreads mm-hmm. much easier, and it spreads much faster. They're now equating it with how quickly the, um, the chicken pox can spread. You can be in a room with somebody with chicken pox and get chicken pox. Matter of yeah. fact, when we were kids, that's how our parents got it out of the house. They put us on the same. They put everybody in the room and let them in. Exactly. You don't want to do that with COVID-19. No. But, um, you know, it's much more infectious and it's much more deadly. I mean, the patients that we're seeing who are being hospitalized now are really, really, really sick. And they're getting really sick really fast. And it's kind of sneaky how this one comes upon you because unlike the original variant, most people who, when they have the original symptoms, seem to be much less ill. They think that they have problems with their allergies. You know, they get post-nasal drainage, they get some nasal congestion, they'll get facial pressure or headache, and then they start developing the fever. And then the body aches, and then the cough, and then the shortness of the breath. And then once you get to the phase of what we call the inflammatory phase of this process, and I'll talk more about that as well, mm-hmm. you can go from sitting there talking to somebody, having oxygen saturations in the high to mid-90s, to within hours struggling for your next breath with oxygen saturations in the 50s and 60s. I mean, it, it hits fast and it fast. hits hard. Um, wow. So it's much more infectious and it's much more virulent or causes illness much more readily than the original strain did. Now, let me back up a little bit and talk about how the vaccine works. The the three vaccines that are available in this country are the one shot or Johnson and Johnson uh, vaccine and then the two shots, both Pfizer and Moderna brand. Pfizer and Moderna are what we call mRNA uh, vaccines. It's a new technology and that's that new technology that they started developing back in 2013 where they have been able to synthesize a piece of messenger RNA. Messenger RNA is a molecule that's in every single cell of your body. And what it does is it tells the ribosomes, which are another part of the cellular structure, to make specific proteins. The message, the message that's in the messenger RNA codes for specific protein. Depending on what protein your body's trying to produce, the RNA and the DNA in your, in your system creates the messenger RNA for that protein then the ribosomes create the protein, and that protein is then released into your body to be utilized by your body. What the vaccine does is it takes this synthesized piece of messenger RNA, and it tells your cells to produce a specific protein called the spike protein that is nearly identical to the protein that is on the surface of the COVID-19 virus. Without that protein, the virus cannot gain access to your cells and cause infection. So by you producing this protein yourself and allowing your immune system to see it as a foreign entity, without you being infected, you develop antibodies against that specific protein. So that when you do come in contact with the COVID-19 vaccine and it tries to attach to your cells to cause infection, your antibodies are already prepared and they attack the protein, killing it or denaturing it, which is really a more technical term, preventing it from being able to cause infection into your cells and keeping you from getting sick. The reason why it's 95 to 98% effective against illness and hospitalization is because not everybody who gets the vaccine develops an appropriate antibody response. And that's true for everybody who gets any vaccine. No vaccine is 100% uh, effective, which is, you know, if you went to college or, or went to secondary school, you know, before you go, they make you get blood titers for measles, mumps, rubella, and right. other diseases to make sure that you've developed proper immunity from the vaccinations you got when you were a child. Not everybody does. Um, right. So that explains the, the, the vaccine in, in greater detail. Uh, again, it doesn't prevent you from contracting the virus, nor does it prevent you from being able to spread the virus once you contract the virus, which is why you need to continue to wear your mask which is why you need to continue to practice proper hand sanitization, which is why whenever you can, you need to continue to practice 
proper social distancing. Not for your protection, because you've been vaccinated and you probably won't get sick, but for the pre right. protection people around you. You know, you right. don't know what their status is. Even right. if they've been vaccinated, you don't know whether or not they have a proper immune response. Right. You exactly. Yeah. You don't know whether or not they may be immunocompromised. You don't know if they've not been vaccinated and are immunocompromised. And do you right. really be responsible for someone else getting sick and perhaps even dying when it's something that's so simple to prevent just by wearing a mask and keeping your hands clean? I mean, right. it, it seems to make intuitive sense to me why so yeah. many people are so resistant to it. You know, it, it makes me want to bang my head against the wall sometimes. Uh, sometimes it, it does. I, I wanted to ask some of these questions that some some of the viewers have uh, have sent in. Um, I have this one question. Someone says, since COVID has the ability to mutate and has already mutate, mutated, will a shot be needed every year like the flu shot? Very likely. Very likely. They're already talking about booster shots um, uh, for COVID-19 as we already know it um, with the Delta variant and without the Delta variant because what they've found is that your immune response to the uh, vaccine wanes over time. That's true for most vaccines. Um, however, they've noted that seven to eight months after vaccination, they're seeing much lower levels of your antibodies in people who have been fully vaccinated. So the question is, what level is too low and requires a vaccination? Right. And uh, Dr. Fauci, um, uh, I guess about a week ago, and he was already talking about the fact that people who are in immunocompromised state and are very susceptible to becoming very ill if they get sick probably should already start thinking about getting a booster shot at around the one-year mark from their initial vaccination. Wow. Well, you, you know, it's not anything that, that is really uh, foreign to us to do boosters. I mean, we do boosters on a lot of things uh, that we have taken over the years. And so I don't see why this would be any different if it's something that's going to keep us safe from uh, being sick and being ill, like which our vaccines are, are there for that reason. So right. I don't know why people are pushing against uh, boosters on this particular uh, uh, disease or this. I don't know why we're fighting this so hard. Uh, but I think it's because some of the myth that has gone out, uh, like I'm going to tell you about one of them. And please, Dr. Ellis, do not laugh mm -hmm. uh, when I say what I am about to say. But someone has made mention that the vaccine um, is actually a, a tracking system. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, and that if you get the shot, you take a quarter and you stick it on the shot where, where they gave you the shot and it'll stick on there because it's got a magnet in it. Well, yeah. you know, if it sticks, it's because it's from inflammation from where you got the shot as your body starts to react to the vaccine. And trust me when I tell you, the government already knows everything they want to know about you. If you've got a smartphone, they know where you are. They know what you bought. They know what you like. They know how much you spend. They know how much you make. They know what time you go to bed, and they know what time you wake up. They know your family's names. They know where to find them if they want them. So they don't need to create a vaccine to track you. They, 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 that technology is already there, and you carry it around with you everywhere you go, whoever has that. Everywhere one. we go. And, use and it we all, put everything all, in it, too. <laughs> we put all of our information in it. So yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I, me, I just sometimes I think that we just make paranoia. You know, we, we, we create our, uh, our terror. And that, that to me, that was just one of them, the 5G. Did you hear about the 5G one? Yeah. Um, that, it, that all of this, it, it doesn't medically make sense to me. And when I hear about the 5G system and this is how uh they're supposed to did you hear that they're supposed to be trying to eliminate the african-american uh culture because we won't take the vaccine because we are, are out of fear and so this is a way of doing uh, a mass uh what do you call it, genocide well you know to be honest with you and i was giving this some thought um earlier today just the opposite is what's happening you know because people have uh, listened uh, to some of these conspiracy theories and some of these uh, thought processes that indicate that the vaccine is designed to take us out, 
a large portion of the African-American population is not getting vaccinated. And we were, before the vaccine was even available, more than three and a half times more likely to die from this viral infection should we contract it than the general population. So we're already at a higher risk group by taking the hype or believing the hype, if you will, believing the deception that this vaccine is dangerous to us and being designed to take us out and not getting vaccinated, we're actually playing right into the hands of those who don't want us to be around. Exactly. We're likely to get sick and die from this viral infection. And now we have listened to the, to the wrong people and not take the vaccine that can protect us. It doesn't right. make sense. Now, having said that, I understand some of the hesitation of right. African-Americans, particularly in this part of the country, to vaccination programs that are, that are rolled out by the government based upon the Tuskegee experiment and the yeah. way that was handled, it was rolled out as a vaccination program. The difference is this is not a vaccine that's being targeted to a specific community or a specific subgroup of our population. This is for everybody. And if they were trying to take us out, do you think that they would be supporting it in Beverly Hills and Green Island Hills and and Washington, D.C. and everywhere in this country where the power brokers really are if they were trying to take us out? No. And when you go to these vaccination sites or when the vaccination sites were really wide open, and you saw who was in those lines to get vaccinated, they didn't look like us. That's right. It's exactly right. Fill the case. You know, now there's a, there's a subgroup of, you know, folks who are ultra right wing who, you know, don't want to do anything that anybody recommends that they do because they feel it's uh, impinging upon their, infringing upon their rights. Um, but, you know, I've got a whole nother speech for that. But... I think right. <laughs> we won't let you get on that on that soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, another question someone had about the the, the uh, vaccines, uh, they asked specifically about the Moderna shot. Are right. there any long term side effects? They asked about the Moderna specifically, but I want to know: Are any of them with that long term side effects? Well, the truth is, is that the Moderna vaccine and the Pfizer vaccine are the same vaccine. Okay. And I think Moderna purchased it from Pfizer and then they, you know, used a different packaging system so that they can, they can vaccinate their, their vaccine. You have to wait four weeks between the first and the second shot, whereas Pfizer, it's three weeks, but it's the same mRNA vaccine. The Johnson and Johnson is a totally different technology. It's an older technology mm -hmm. called the uh, vaccine where they actually take a piece of the M of the RNA from COVID-19 and they insert it into a cold virus, and that's what they're injecting into you. I do not recommend that vaccine. Okay. okay. Well, yeah. I I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. it has the possibility of inserting a live uh, virus. Is that what the problem is? Well, no. It's not that they not that they're inserting a live virus, but by inserting that piece of the RNA or the genetic makeup of the virus you don't necessarily know what properties of the virus that piece controls so when they started seeing all these problems with thromboembolism or blood clot formation those exactly some of the stuff that we're dealing with in patients who are actually infected is increased risk of blood clots and strokes and heart attacks and you know peripheral ischemia and those kind of things so it wasn't surprising to me that this is what they started seeing when they gave that particular vaccine because it's what you see when that virus infects people in a native state. So my suspicion is that the piece that they took coded for those blood clots and they didn't find it out until after they started giving it to people. But I, um, I wouldn't recommend that one that for that reason, number one, but number two, because it's not as effective and it, anything that's less effective and seemingly more dangerous, is mm -hmm. something you probably stay away from. You know, even with the original strain of COVID-19, the Johnson & Johnson only reported 70% protection against illness. Right. And now against Delta, it's down to around 
Um, so yeah, I, I don't think it's. it's I think uh, about I think uh, a lot of our teachers mm -hmm. uh, here in the Muskogee County area were actually vaccinated with the Johnson and Johnson. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, would you like? What is your recommendation to those who have taken the Johnson and Johnson? Do you recommend that they maybe uh, seek? you know medical attention or try to is there something that they need to look for or something they need to you know go to their doctor and maybe uh see if there's something else that can be done for them probably not um because they have not given us any recommendations in terms of revaccinating yet uh whether it's boosters or revaccinating people who got one vaccine versus another those people and people in general need to be extra diligent about practicing proper mitigation you know particularly now that you're getting ready to go into school some school districts have mask mandates some school districts don't some have the kids wearing masks some have the teachers wearing masks some have nobody wearing masks i mean do not and i hope you all hear me clearly when i say this do not allow what the political parties in power say you need to do override your judgment Okay, if you're in a situation where you feel like you're at increased risk of getting sick, put on your mask, whether it's mandated or not. You know, I recommend you do it anyway, and particularly if you've been vaccinated with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine that really does not have much efficacy. Um, you need to protect yourself by all the means that you have available to you. And that would be to keep your mask on, try to be social distance as much as you possibly can, and frequent hand washing and sanitization not just of your hands right. but hands touch you know if you've got like clorox wipes or those kind of things when you go from one environment to another you need to not only make sure you're sanitizing your hands but you need to wipe that phone down that you've been holding on to um you need to wipe down your car you need to wipe down the doorknobs that you're about to touch to try and keep yourself as safe as you possibly can you know i have my own youtube channel called uh getting understanding with dr daryl ellis yes. Yes. And one of the things that I'm going to address is bring <laughs> bringing my wife on so that she can do some demonstrations of some of the things that she does in terms of keeping the environment that I live in or that we live in as safe as possible. And she is, man, she's on it. She, uh, <laughs> she is on it. So I want her to demonstrate some of the things that she's implemented here. Um, and I've made it through this whole COVID thing thus far with face-to-face -face contact with patients every day and have not yes. gotten sick, you know, Bless and I a lot of that to, you know, being able to have access to proper, proper PPE and the fact that my wife is just on me all the time about being sure that I'm practicing the proper mitigation to try and keep That's myself right. safe and not introduce anything into the household. That's exactly right. And I, I am one of those people as well. We, 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 we try to practice all of those things to keep it because not just for us, we have grandchildren who are not at the age to be vaccinated. And mm -hmm. so we have to protect and guard them as well. But I have a question from someone who um, the person is um, stage four breast cancer and they're still receiving, uh, receiving chemo. Is it, and they also said it's in the bone and the liver. They wanted to know which form of vaccine is most effective and are they actually, is it safe for them to be vaccinated? Yeah, it's unsafe not for them, for them not to be vaccinated. Um, people who are immunocompromised, particularly people who are on chemotherapy or have immunoincompetent systems, whether they've got HIV and AIDS, um, whether they've got autoimmune diseases like lupus and uh, um, uh, sarcoid disease and those kind of things, are actually a much increased right. risk. Uh, for developing serious illness should they get ill, should they be contact, contracting the COVID-19 virus. So those are the people who mostly need to be vaccinated and should have been people who were offered the vaccine very early on during this pandemic back in January and February of this year. Um, so the answer is yes, they should definitely be vaccinated. Uh, also, Which vaccine would you recommend, or, or should a person like this be seeking to get? Is the is it the what what the Moderna and the Pfizer? Correct, either Pfizer or Moderna, because again, they're the same ones. And I'm just you know I'm just not down with Johnson and Johnson, you know, using the uh, viral RNA. 
Right, right. What about the children under 12? Is there a vaccination in development for them under 12? Yeah, they're doing the, they're doing the um, stage three clinical trials now for babies mm -hmm. to age 12. So they're looking at from like six months up. Oh, wow. And so is there a time frame when this might be available and... Not that I've heard. I haven't heard that there's a timetable. I know that at one point they wanted to try and have something ready before the start of school. Um, but, you know, in most parts of the country, other than here, school doesn't start until after Labor Day. Um, so perhaps in the next month or so they may have something available. Um, I'll wait for you to ask the question, but I, I bet it's coming. <laughs> the question of back to school. Dr. Ellis, should we be going back to school? I think it's I think it's important that the kids go back to school. Yes, um, but you know, I, I, what I need to say about that is that I think that there's a right way to go back to school, which which wisdom is employed as part of the process, and there's a wrong way to go back to school where we just cast our cares to the wind and say, you know, they're kids and they can't get that sick, so. Why are we doing all right. that? Right, right. With this I, I know brain, the, the little kids are getting sick, too. We had an infant die just, uh, I guess, last week. An infant died from COVID-19 complications. We're seeing that with this Delta strain, the young, healthy folks who said they didn't have anything to worry about the first time around, those are the ones who are showing up in the hospital. 19, 20, 30-year-olds who have really little or no risk factors in terms of chronic illness or immunosuppressive disease are the ones who were now hospitalizing and fighting to keep off ventilators um, so that their body can recover. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. There's a right way and a wrong way to go about this, you're saying, and we just have to make sure we're using as much wisdom as we can Absolutely. in sending these kids back to school. Absolutely. Um, I do have a question somebody brought up, and I, I think you touched bases on it, the makeup of this uh, of the vaccine. But their question was this. There is a natural, like, organic way the, that Earth has for fighting viruses. Um, and they wanted to know, does the vaccine have a natural base to uh, the vaccine? Like, is there a natural base? to uh, the, the vaccine. And I don't know if I'm asking their question correctly or not. I hope well, I am. Uh, are there like foods and stuff that you can eat that can produce the same response as the vaccine? Uh, if I'm paraphrasing mm -hmm. correctly, let me know. But that's kind of what I'm hearing you say. Um, mm -hmm. My knowledge, the answer is no. Now, there are certainly are uh, plenty of naturopathic things that you can do to help boost your own immune system. But in terms of boosting your immune your own immune system and causing it to generate antibodies against a virus that it's not seen yet. I don't know how you can do that by eating certain types of foods or taking any type of particular supplements. Now you can make your immune system much more robust with certain supplements, you know, uh, mm -hmm. antioxidant vitamins and Foods that are high in antioxidant vitamins are, are very good at doing that in terms of breaking down free radicals and trying to keep you as healthy and keep your immune system as intact as right. possible. Right. I think that just to, to broaden their question, they are saying that in medications for the human body, like let's say there's, you're taking a particular medication for something, an illness or something, that a lot of medications have a natural base Correct. to the medication. They're Correct. wanting to know, does this vaccine have a natural base to it? Well, the answer, or, is, the, the answer to that is yes, but the natural base is from your own human cells. And that's mm. the mRNA. The mRNA is a naturally occurring molecule in your body that tells the cells of your body what to do. And what the scientists have done is they figured out a way to synthesize that naturally occurring protein molecule or mRNA to save right. your cells to produce this protein that is similar to that that's found on the surface of the virus to prevent the virus from being able to infect you and hurt you. 
Uh, so the answer is yes, but it comes from us rather than from a plant. I actually thought you answered that question, but I'm, I'm trying to, you know, dismiss other, you know, their own thoughts and coming up with their own answers, because I think that's what this whole show is about, is mm -hmm. to to dismiss or to address the lies, myths and the rumors. And so I, I thought you answered that earlier, but I wanted to make sure she understood exactly what you were saying about the natural, the natural or nature way of doing this. Uh, there is another question. Um, and I think that with the different variances of the Delta variants from the original strand, what makes the Delta variants different? Like what others outside the fact that it's more aggressive, like are the, um, is the makeup of it the same? Well, no, um, the Delta variant, and then there's another one that just arose, um, got into Texas, I guess, about three weeks ago called the Lambda variant. Their mutations actually are to the uh, that it uses to gain access into your cell. So as you've seen, and you've probably heard on the news, people who were immunized against the original strain are still getting sick. They're just not getting as sick as people who haven't been immunized at all. Um, and the reason for that it's because, again, this virus has figured out a way to change that spike protein that we were blocking so that we can't block it as effectively as we used to be able to block it with our own immune system that developed right. with the vaccine. Now, the Lambda, rather the, the Delta variant, I think, had mutated in like two locations uh, on the um, spike protein. The Lambda right. has mutated at four locations on the spike protein making it so that our vaccinations are even less effective against the Lambda variant than they are currently against the Delta variant. The longer this thing sticks around, the more dangerous it becomes, which again is why it's so important yeah. for people to get vaccinated so we can get this thing back in a box before we end up with something that we really can't deal with. Right. What about the people, speak to those who are waiting for the herd, the herding, uh effect to 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 happen I, I think i heard you earlier we missed we missed that window well we haven't missed the window we still have the opportunity to get to that window but in order to get what they call herd immunity based on vaccination program right. you need to get 70 to 80 percent of the population the total population vaccinated you know nationwide we're in the i think 60 percentage 60 to 65 percent uh range nationwide and in areas like Alabama and uh, Georgia, it's like 35 to 40% of the uh, population has been vaccinated. Wow. Which is why these are the states where we're seeing this thing just sweep back through here again because there's such a large percentage of the population that has not been vaccinated. You know, the, the one disease that I would like to bring up is polio. Polio yes. never did we develop as a country or a, na or a nation herd immunity against polio, except through vaccination. And the reason why is because at that time in this country, when the government told people to do stuff, they did it. And we were able to eradicate polio in this country, a disease that, you know, was devastating. It, devastating. Yeah. Our own, very own president suffered from polio and never mm. got able, was able to walk again, you know. But because people got on board, got vaccinated, we were able to eliminate that, that right. infection right. entirely without having right. to see the suffering that it takes to develop herd immunity by natural means. You know, herd immunity is good if you're dealing with an infection that doesn't kill people. This thing kills people. We lost over half a million people right. in this country last year, between last year and this year. And it ain't slowing yes. down. It's picking back up no. now. We've got to do our part to get this thing under control. Uh, there's, there's another rumor out there, uh, Dr. Ellis, um, about those who have been vaccinated, that we're causing a problem. We are the ones um, that, are, that are causing the Delta variant to be um, spreaded. Those who have been 
um, vaccinated. We are the ones that are carrying the Delta variants. That's a rumor that I heard. Is How much truth to that is there? Well, I mean, there's truth to it in part. There's truth to it in that we who have been vaccinated can be asymptomatic carriers of not just the Delta variant, but the original COVID-19 infection. However, there are all, it's also true that those who have been unvaccinated are much more susceptible to not only get sick, but to spread it further because of the symptoms that the viral infection causes. You know, once you start coughing, particularly if you're one of those people who not only doesn't want to get vaccinated, but doesn't want to wear a mask, you're spreading this thing like wildfire because not only, not only do, or do you have the virus, but you've got the symptoms that allow that virus to propagate to a larger segment of the people who are around you, um, both vaccinated and unvaccinated. So, you know, again, the message is pretty clear at this point, although there was some waffling back and forth by the CDC, you know, everybody should be wearing masks. Everybody should be wearing masks, vaccinated and unvaccinated, so that you can protect the people around you. And that's been the purpose of the mask from the very beginning. A right. mask protects you against getting the infected. The mask protects people around you from getting infected if you're infected. Because the mask can't filter out an actual virus, it, but it can filter out the droplets that come from coughing or expiring uh, humidified air or sneezing or those things that can carry viral particles in them. That's what the mask is for, to protect the people around you, not to exactly. protect people around you. That's why everybody got to wear the mask. And I think sometimes it's hard to get people to understand uh, the wearing of the mask if they believe this is just not real. It's yeah. hard to get people to to comply with not just protecting, this is not just your protection, but this is protection for those around you. It's hard to get people to fall into that when they feel like, uh, this is not real. This is really um, um, a hoax, uh, and it's hard to it's hard to talk to people who have that mindset that that five hundred thousand people over five hundred thousand people died from this thing. Um, right. And when they start comparing uh, people who died from the flu, uh, they they they'll bring that up. Well, we have thousands of people who died from the flu. That's true, but why? have death from something that can be prevented by just wearing of a mask or either just allowing yourself, if you don't want to be vaccinated, to at least protect those around you um, and to and have a heart about that. So I don't know, Dr. Ellis, I hope, do you have some more information for us about um, yeah. the vaccine? Yeah, one of the things that, you know, I hear a lot of when I talk to patients about why they haven't been vaccinated, one of the things that they'll say is that I don't trust it. I don't trust the vaccine uh, mm -hmm. or I'm afraid of the vaccine. Um, you know, I think that your trust needs to be reevaluated because what I or, or this other one, I don't know what's in it. Right. Number one, you don't know what's in anything that you put in your mouth on a day to day basis <laughs> for the most part. These same people, some of these same people smoke cigarettes with 110 different cancer-causing agents in every single drag that you take. Two, drink sodas. You don't know what's in that soda. Don't. Use ketchup on your on your burgers. Have you ever seen yeah. what ketchup can do to a tarnished penny? You have no idea what's in those things, yet you routinely participate in them. Those same people, when they get sick and they show up in the hospital um, who won't take a vaccine because it's not FDA-approved and they can't breathe, and I offer them a non-FDA approved treatment option in the form of remdesivir or Actemra, yeah. they are more than ready to take it at that point. More than ready. Because now it becomes real right. to them. You know, some people are, you know, are, are, are the show me variety. Until it right. happens to me, I don't believe that it exists. Well, unfortunately, if it happens to you, you may not get a chance to have a second chance. So... Right. Strongly encourage y'all, man, get some information that makes sense. Get some information that makes sense. Nobody's trying to hurt you. I went into this thing to try and help people, to try and save lives, to try and decrease suffering. I promise you, if I had any inkling 
that the purpose of this vaccination program was to hurt you, number one, I never would have taken it myself. And number two, my ethics and my integrity would not allow me to encourage others to take it. And I put a lot on my ethics and my integrity. You need to get vaccinated. And once you're vaccinated, you still need to wear your mask and you need to practice proper sanitization. Let's get this thing under control. Let's get through this so that we can get back to life as we once knew it. We're getting ready to go back into a lot of those restrictions that people protested against yeah. and fought against and murmured and complained about because the same people then would not get vaccinated to prevent the restrictions from having to occur again. Right. Right. Coming right. back around, they're getting ready to start shutting down schools again. They're getting ready to start taking away some of the things that we look so much forward to and uh, have been you know, so upset that we've not been able to participate in because people are just being hard-headed in a lot of cases. Right. You know? right. um, well, I think that was one of the reasons why I really wanted you to be my uh, my guest. You're local and, um, you know, for our local viewers, um, somebody in our community that we trust, that I trust, I know that you care for your patients. I know that you have a concern, not just in a natural, but in the spiritual sense. You have a concern for uh, people and their lives and their families. And so I wanted to bring someone on that they're not uh, moved by the almighty dollar. You are uh, sincerely uh, what I call uh, true to the cause of, of, of a physician or one that's, uh, that's out to help uh, people have a better a way of life. Yes, amen. Amen. I want to tell you a joke. <laughs> You've probably heard this joke before. It's about a flood. And it starts raining and the water starts to rise. And there's a man in a house and people coming by and say, you need to get out the house and go to higher ground before this flood gets any worse. He says, no, Jesus is going to save me. And the rain <laughs> continues and the water continues to rise. And it gets to a point where he has to actually be on his second floor because the whole bottom floor of his house is now flooded. People come by in a, in a speedboat. Get on the boat. We'll take you to higher ground. You know, <laughs> he's going to save me. The water continues to rise. Now the second floor is engulfed. He's on the roof of his house. Helicopter comes by, drops a ladder. Grab the ladder. We'll take you to higher ground and save you. He said, no, Jesus is going to save me. And the water continues to rise. He drowns. And he finds himself in front of the pearly gates. And he's talking to St. Peter. And he says, Lord, why didn't you save me from the flood? He said, who do you think sent that boat and that helicopter for you? It's important to realize that the word says that God gave us dominion here on earth to choose yeah. you who you will serve. He set us up to reign and rule here on earth the way that we, he reigns and rules in heaven. There's nothing that he can do to you, through you, or for you without your consent. It's in the Bible. Your very salvation depends on you making the first move. You have to confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that you are saved, and then it's done. No wow. blessing, no miracle that occurred in the Bible didn't occur except it occurred through a man. Teach. This vaccine is a lifeline for us. And for people, and I hear people say it all the time, this is a mark of the devil, that this ain't of yeah. God. You know, God didn't create this. This is man-made. Where do you think God allows his, his genius to manifest on the earth, except that he imparted into the mind of a man how to make it come about in the natural, that which he's, right. that which he's already prepared in the heavenlies? Get vaccinated, people. Yes, that's it. One last question, and I'm going to let you go, Dr. Right. Ellis. Mm -hmm. Give us your perspective on eating at restaurants and because, you know, if we go out there and eat at restaurants, we have to take off the mask to eat. So, Correct. you know, what's your what's your recommendation there? Once again, use your best judgment. You know, um, when I go to restaurants, I wear my mask in and I wear my mask out and I sanitize in and I sanitize out. While I'm at the table, you know, I don't um patronize restaurants where the servers don't wear masks um and if i'm in an environment where i feel it's uncomfortable because the tables are too close together and i'll take my food to go that's my thing that's right 
Mm-hmm. Well, we practice that same thing. We, 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 we do not go to crowded restaurants and we, and we will take a to-go immediately. And uh, yes, I'll serve a must-have on uh, facial gear in order to serve. So uh, Dr. Ellis, um, is there anything else you want to share with us uh, before I, you know, just release and let you go and then just tell people some additional information? Yeah, just, you know, don't confuse my passion with me trying to hold people. Um, I think that it's important for people to get information that is convincing to them to know that what's best for them is what's best for them. You know, mm-hmm. if, you've, if you've done that, if you've done your due diligence, and you just feel as though being vaccinated is not what's for you, then that's your right. And, you know, as a healthcare provider, I have to respect that right. Um, I would not refuse to treat you if you showed up at the hospital and you had not been vaccinated because that was your choice. Um, but I just encourage you, really, truly, I encourage you to do everything that you can to not only protect yourself, but protect our community. You know, right. not just about us as individuals. This right. thing is way beyond that. We need to be coming together to try and do everything that we can as a community to once again get this thing back in the box so that we can start living our lives the way that God intended it, to the full until it overflows. Not mm-hmm. in but being prosperous in every way. That's right. what I would say. Mm-hmm. I want you to come and join me on my YouTube channel. It's called Getting Understanding with Dr. Daryl Ellis. We're, we've been talking a lot about COVID-19 and the Delta variant. We're going to start talking more about ways that you can try and make yourself as, or put yourself in the best position health-wise so that whether you've been vaccinated, whether you haven't been vaccinated, if you get sick, your body will be in a position where it can fight it off. You know, we're going to talk about diet, we're going to talk about exercise, we're going to talk about the types of foods that can help boost your immune system, we're going to talk about healthy weight loss, we're going to talk about a bunch of different topics so that we can try and help encourage people to get the knowledge they need to be the best you that you could possibly be. The temple of the Holy Spirit, we need to take care of it. And sometimes if we don't have the knowledge to do so, we can be making a mess of ourselves unbeknownst to ourselves. Amen. Dr. Ellis, uh, I will share your uh, your YouTube channel with everyone that I know, and uh, I will encourage them to tune in to you. Uh, you, again, like I said, are just phenomenal. Uh, I love your, your spirit. I love what you do for our community. I love the fact that you uh, you take the time to and and this is just you on as, ever since I've known you. You've always taken the time to educate. And so once again, I, your YouTube channel is just uh, mirroring that same uh, spirit of educating us, putting us in a position, a better position to have a better us. Amen. Thank, so you, thank you for joining us tonight. I appreciate and it. And I appreciate it. Tell Miss Erica, thank you for sharing you tonight with us for a little bit. And uh, we'll let you go to your family and, uh, and continue your Sunday afternoon. God bless you. And thanks for the opportunity. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. So the rest of our listeners, you'll go ahead and release Dr. Ellis. Uh, uh, the rest of our listeners, I want to encourage you, um, and I, I've, I've read all the questions. I hope I haven't left off any questions that were, that were asked. But if your question happens to come up in the feed and I didn't get your question answered, I am going to send those questions to, to uh, Dr. Ellis and get you an answer personally. I will get you an answer to your question. But I wanted us all to hear the same information um, that, uh, that a doctor with compassion and love for people um, can, can give us. And so I hope that it was informative for you tonight. I hope it has given you some understanding. I'm not trying to sway you to my beliefs or to his beliefs, but to educate you so that you can make an educated decision and to dismiss, dispel, and and and, and set the rumors and the lies and all of these uh, uh, myths to, to a side so that we can make a, 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 a rational, a rational decision. Um, and so if you do decide or don't decide to get the vaccine, 
at least know why you're doing what you're doing and not let someone get in your head with some with some funky stuff, some stuff that doesn't make sense. And at the end of the day, we all got to trust God. We all have to trust God with our lives. But like Dr. Ellis explained, he has given us knowledge and understanding, dominion here in the earth. He has given us things that, that we use on an everyday basis that God gave us the knowledge and the understanding so that we could have a better way of life here on the earth. And so let's not uh, forget that, uh, that everything is not going to be by miracles, signs, and wonders. Something God gave us to help us, it's all about trusting here, the things that he's given us here on the earth. And so uh, just for you joining in tonight, I want to say thank you. God bless you, all the, the pastors. Thank you, Dr. Uh, Outley, for joining Thank you, uh, uh, World Changes, for joining. And anyone else out there who I can't see uh, everybody's name because it's kind of far away, Mother Kenny, I hope uh, I was able to answer the questions that you all put out there. If then, like, like I said, anyone who doesn't have their question answered, I guarantee you, you'll get your answer, and I will send it directly and personally to you. But in the meantime, let's safeguard ourselves. And like Dr. Ellis says, because of what has been taking place or hasn't been taking place, we are finding ourselves rolling back into um, having to safeguard more uh, because we're not uh, enough people vaccinated to uh, to obtain that uh, herd immunity that we're looking to do. But in the meantime, uh, let's cover ourselves. I just don't want to have a heartache because we just didn't take every precaution that we could have taken in order to safeguard our families. I, me and my family, I, I and my and my loved ones, I don't want to have anyone hurt or harmed. I don't want anyone to to be suffering and 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 there was something I could have done differently or something you could have done differently. It's hard to say I'm sorry when this type of devastation takes place. So uh, like that, Ella said, uh, you know, if you think it's not real, you know, I know family members that we have lost. It was real. They're gone. And it was from this virus that people are trying to pretend that doesn't exist. Uh, but they're gone. And so it's, it's hard to argue with a tombstone that it's not real. Uh, in the meantime, let's, if nothing else, if you, if you can't love it, for yourself, love yourself, and love if somebody else. Put the mask on and, and safeguard for someone else. Let's take our political gloves, put them to the side, and let's just care about people. Because it's just like people who say there's no, uh, there's no hell or there's no heaven. You know, but one day we all gonna know. You know, because it's something we can't see and we can't touch it. And no one, you know, really kind of had that coming, coming and going. But we will say quickly, there's no there's no God. Some people say there's no God and there's no devil. But I promise you, because you haven't viewed him and haven't seen him doesn't make it not so. And uh, one day we're all going to we're all going to be believers that God is real. And his son did die on the cross. And there is a hell. And so just because you don't want to believe it, that's because it's not your practice, uh, doesn't make it not real. And in this same case, just because it hasn't happened to you, doesn't mean that COVID-19 isn't real. And if the vaccine can be a preventive measure for us to be able to, uh, uh, be able to fight another day, then I want us to have that mindset to take whatever precaution we need to take in order to be able to fight another day. But in the meantime, know that here at the round table that I love you and that my table is about bringing you information for a better life, to have a discussion so that we can all be with one accord. I thank you for joining me tonight. Until next time, the round table, just remember, I love you and God bless you.